0: to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We appreciate the Lord for everything that he has done for us. Amen. I believe that from next week we will move the number from 50 to 100. Amen. Uh, I think it will just get better and better as we go towards December. Amen. Uh, Cyril will announce tonight, but we announced this morning. Amen. Uh, So you can bring the children back into church. Amen. Now, I've got just two testimonies uh, before we go to the wait, and as well as a prayer request. Uh, this is from Sister Shetty. Shalom, saints. I would like to share a testimony to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the 2nd of August, I traveled to Devon to see Joseph and assist him to hospital for his uh, checkup. I also had some legal documents to attend to and with regards and my uncle, a station commander was assisting me. So on the 5th of August, my aunt and I went to stay over at my uncle's house. He had he had had a bad cough. So he had done two COVID tests, which came back negative. So he felt it was safe for us to come over to his house. We spent a few days there and went back to my aunt's house. And on the 9th of August, I began feeling ill, but it was just dizziness, so I never thought much of it. The pastor called me, and I told him that it's just stress-related. My aunt also got sick, and we still assumed it was just a flu, so we started taking antibiotics and some supplements. But by the 13th August, I began to suspect COVID because this was not a normal flu. Our situation got so worse, so I had to take care of my aunt as well as myself. Then Brother Chetty immediately got family to buy us more supplements. But by that time, we were very, very sick. Amen. We couldn't get help because the people were afraid to come into the covid contaminated house that we were in then brother chiti arrived on the 16th of august he tried his best to nurse us but he realized we needed to be in a hospital both aunt and i refused to go to hospital and it just got uh, worse amen uh, during this time brother Matlavi, uh, let me see if i'm jumping something here uh, during this time, Brother Mtlavi did is best with the pastor, assisting and persuading me to go and see the doctor. On the 17th of August, I agreed to see a doctor because our oxygen saturation levels were critical. He immediately gave me a letter for hospital admission. By this time, I was so sick and couldn't walk. We got admitted on the 17th of August and tested positive. It was only God's grace because we were put into COVID wards that were very clean and we received excellent treatment. I was so sick that I got, a sta- I got to a stage where I told to Brother Chetty, I'm ready to die. At one time, even so myself, did when I fell to sleep. On the 16th of August, September, Sister Masango contacted me, so I told her about my COVID situation. She reminded me of the past prayer the pastor prayed and it boosted my faith. Amen. Brother Chetty asked me how much how must he pray for me so I said I want to now live. It's all by God's grace. I'm here in church this morning. It's been it has been a very it has been difficult stay in hospital as I watched my aunt die. So she got admitted with the aunt and the aunt next to her. So you can imagine your aunt dying next to you. I'm also thankful to the sisters from Devon Churches that were of assistance. Truly divine love came into action as I've never met some of them. They worked via a network and found a sister who worked in the hospital to bring me food and clothes Sister Dowie, a sister in the message, was the nurse in that hospital. Always prayed with me. This has been a life-changing experience for me. God bless uh, the pastor, Sister Madiba, for always going an extra mile and checking on me. God bless Brother Musabay for the medical care and advice during COVID and post-COVID recovery. lighthouse tab- tabernacle believers together with believers from India, Congo, Zimbabwe, South Africa. Thank you for your prayers. I appreciate and love you. And I know your prayers made a difference. God bless you, Sister Shetty. Amen. So we appreciate you. Personally, I want to appreciate you, Brother Mklavi, as well. I think, you know, a lot of times, you are not allowed to consult a doctor via the phone. But a lot of times he would be able to assess the situation over the phone and, and make recommendations. Every uh, COVID case that was handled in this church, he was there, right from the beginning. So, Brother Matla, we appreciate you. May God add more to your life. Um, now, some still in our midst want to debate with doctors. Now, let me warn you, Um, Brother Brennan says, if the doctor tells you to do something and you don't do it, and you'll die. It's your own responsibility. Is it a a direct quotation? I've heard people, a doctor gives a prescription, a person goes home, pours the prescription into a toilet bowl and flush and say, I've got faith, you'll die who will bury you. you. You allow the doctors to do their part, then you allow God to do his part. Amen. Around 2,000 here in this country, we've got children that are about the age of 20, 21, who are HIV positive. They are HIV positive because not because they slept with anyone, because they were born HIV positive around the early notice. Now, during that time, it was easy for the mother to transmit HIV to the babies. You remember? Mm -hmm. Then the doctors have found what we call... Is it Mm narevapines? Yes. Then it prevented mother-to-child transmission. You remember? Mm -hmm. Mm Hallelujah. Was it discovered by doctors? Mm -hmm. Now, it is very rare to find a child being born... Negative today because of medical intervention. Are, are you with me? Around 2000, we buried our cousins, we buried many people, over 300,000 in this country because of uh, full blown AIDS. But today, people are taking, uh, 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 Latin. even your boys are smoking them. What? <laughs> ARVs. <laughs> ne? people are positive today it's difficult to see a person that is positive because mental intervention but how many people did we bury because some overzealous, ignorant minister said throw away your arvs are you with me people so we are going to be we are very very responsible you do what the doctors tell you to do and god will do the rest do we agree? Yeah. Uh, um, if somebody tells you that vaccine is mark of the beast, that one, refer them to my office. Our yeah. panel beat them spiritually. Yeah. Uh, 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 are you with me? Uh, we, we are very... How many people know how, how severe COVID is in this church? How It's terrible. Um, and the one that tells you not to take vaccine when you are sick, there are no way to be found. They are the kind when you dial their number, it's this voicemail. I can tell you, and I, I'm not going to be ashamed to say, had Sister Chetty not gone to the hospital on time, and had Brother Chetty not rushed to Devon to convince her to go to the hospital on time, we would have lost her. You see? god did his part the doctors did their part there's a i'm not going to take long there's a brother in Limpopo that was sick with COVID, and i said brother you have to go to the hospital he said if i go to the hospital i won't come back i say when you delay by the time you can't talk we'll take you to the hospital and you'll not come back go now so that you are attended to he was able to go Within, within four days he was dis, uh, discharged, he's back at work. But a lot of times, because of myth and superstition, you delay. By the time you reach the hospital, you go on the ventilator, you're gone. Uh, are, are you with me, people? I, I hope we are together. And I'm, I'm, is there that certain things we couldn't have it then, but I remember I had the discussion when Sister Chetty and the aunt got admitted into the hospital. Brother, uh, Brother Mtrevi told me and said, with the aunt, it's in God's hands because the situation was around 50 something. You, you get what I mean? So don't listen. And we don't have many pastors in this church. If, if I tell you to do something and somebody behind the corner tells you to do something differently and you get into trouble, you cannot phone me. Are you with me, people? <laughs> I know people are circulating, "Hey, vaccine is of the devil, not in this church." If somebody tells you say, "Have you spoken to the pastor about this matter?" No room for conspiracy theories in this church. Okay, you say we don't have faith. We have not lost even one body in this church. So, if you, if you want to play whether is it because they have faith or We have had people, but we have not buried even one single person. And we declared it even before. The first wave that we will never bury anyone. First, second, third. We are on the third, but we have never buried anyone. So it's not a matter of lack of faith. It's a matter of being responsible and listening to the operation of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. So we are going to pray for the kids of Sister Master they are not feeling well. I like the phrase where she said, nothing is impossible with God. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, you are a divine healer. There is no sickness that is beyond your power. You said in the Holy Scriptures, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. And there is not even one demon that is an exception. And here is a mother, and you, dear God, you know the burden that is on the mother's heart to be able to write this prayer request and bring it before the altar that the saints can breathe the name of Jesus over it. And right now, dear God, those kids that are being tormented because in demonology, the prophet told us that a demon is a tormentor, We may give them very attractive medical terms, but these are tormentors. And I say, Satan, I can address you because we are now operating under a commission. You have no right in those little bodies. You have no right to torment those bodies. You are a liar, you are a destroyer, you are a thief. But in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to stop you in your tracks and we are declaring healing over those babies dear god in the name of jesus christ may they be such a miraculous healing that dear god next time when we see another note it should be god has healed my children dear god i know you are a healer even in the building if there are those that are sick and afflicted even those that are listening to us dear god over the airwaves If they are sick, we are sending healing power their way. Dear God, it is amazing. It feels good to come to the house of God and break about your name and break about the things that you are doing in our lives. Without you, where would we be, dear God? We would have long perished, but here we are standing by grace. And I believe every believer can raise their hands and say, this morning, I'm standing in the presence of God by grace and a thanksgiving, uh, dear God, from Sister Chetty. Oh, I like it when she say it was an experience, a life-changing experience from this time when she speaks about God being a healer. She knows what she's talking about because she has experienced your healing power. Dear God, may it not only be limited to her. May everyone in the building say, let it be an experience that now I know that God is a living God. We want to commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I was listening to a homosexual man that was sick and got admitted into the ICU and came out. And he says, when he was in the ICU, he experienced no God. There is no God. So I realized that a near death experience will never make you a child of God if you are not a child of God. Amen. You are a child of God by predestination, Amen. not, not near death experience. Amen. Amen. While we're going to call the weight, your attitude will help you. Amen. I was speaking to somebody, uh, we're speaking about attitude somewhere over the weekend, and this person said, is an unbeliever, says, it's amazing how people have bad attitude. He says, "You get into the hospital, you have a bad attitude towards the nurses. They, they will give you a wrong medication. You have a bad attitude towards the waitresses. They will give you, they will mess up with your food."
1: He
0: says, "When you have a good attitude, people will go an extra mile for you." Are you with me, Brother Banyana? Will be ministering this morning. So let us just sing a worshiping song. And may the Lord take over. Amen. Amen. Give us, maybe in the cross, in the cross, in the cross. Amen. There used to be one man that ran the SABC. They called him Claudi Mutsweni. He used to come and say his desire is that all radio stations must play 90%, uh, 90% South African music so that the South African artists can uh, be able to make a living. My desire is that 90% should be sons of worship. Amen. Sons of Worship. We have shelved them. Let's take them out to Bazalwan. They've got some beautiful hymns there. Amen. But we appreciate, Brother Kune you led very well. Amen. Let's sing a worshiping song. In the cross, in the cross, amen. As the brother comes. In the cross.
2: You all, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. Um, it's it's a great privilege, and we we honor to be standing in front of you this morning. Amen. And then is by God's grace, Amen. Amen. And we thank our dear pastor. We thank the church for their prayers. And then we thank the almighty God above all. <clears throat> yeah. Um, God bless you, everybody. <clears throat> uh, this, nowadays we see when you wake up, is by the grace of God. So um, yeah, that's the only thing that we can say. Mm, I think... It reminds me when we we got sick a little bit, and um, in my mind was one thing, that if it happens to me, then let it be a testimony, Father, that the ones that will come after me, they will have faith that they will also be healed. So, yeah, sometimes you don't become the firstborn for only good things. Other things test also, you must be the firstborn. Hallelujah. So um, God bless you. We we thank you the Lord. Thank you, Brother Sister Chetty. You are the great testimony. Um, I'm not there. Let's let's open our Bibles and then let's start with Daniel chapter four. The book of Daniel, chapter 4, if you found it, let's read from verse 28, and the Bible says in verse 28, Verse twenty eight the Bible says, And all this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. And at the end of twelve months he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Verse thirty the Bible says, The king spake and said, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of power of my power and for the honor of my majesty. While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen and seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers and his nails like birds' claws. And at the end of the days, I Nebuchadnezzar lifted up my mine eyes unto heaven and mine understanding returned unto me and I blessed the most high and I praised and honored him that liveth forever whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation Amen. Judges chapter 16 Judges, chapter 16, let's read from verse 27. The Bible says in verse 27, Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there, and they were upon the roof, uh, about three thousand men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only these ones, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Last but not least, Matthews chapter sixteen, verse seven. Matthews chapter sixteen the Bible says and they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have taken no bread? Which when Jesus perceived he said unto them, ye little O ye little, O ye of little faith. Why reason ye amongst yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I speak it not to you, concerning bread, that ye should beware of of the living of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. In verse 12, then understood they how he made them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Let us bow our heads, Brother Chetty. Step forth, my brother, and say a word of prayer for the wheat. Let us bow our heads.
3: Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, for once more an opportunity, Lord. Like Samson could cry out, once more, Father. Mm. Like Nebuchadnezzar, Lord, could cry out, once more, Father. That's the type of attitude that we have, dear God, Mm, because... Scales have fallen off our eyes, and we see what you're doing, dear yes, Lord. Lord, spiritually, physically, materially, Father. Yes, Jesus, there's not a minute, Lord, for us, Lord, to be like the insane world and, yes, and not Lord. realize, Father, the grace that you supply for us, mm. Lord, in our lives, in our breath, in our health, dear God,
4: mm.
3: and Father, the opportunity, Father, to come to the truth, Lord, and not be laid astray, Father, like many that are going to some fables this morning, dear mm. God, how it behooves us, dear God, to stand, yes, Lord, Lord. As, as children, dear God, as stewards, Father, yes. as humble Christians, Father, mm. Mm. and give thanks, O God, with a receptive heart, dear Father, a mm. whom, O God, in the soul, Father, fertile this morning for the seed of God, Father, Not to just stand on rocky grounds of attitude, Father, and be picked up, up to the service, dear God, by the unbelieving birds of this world, Father. Mm. But Lord, to be so humble, Lord, and thankful, dear God, that your word could come this morning, Father, take residence in our soul, Father. And Lord, go to its ultimate goal of becoming mm. flesh, Father. Let it be, Father. Worshiping you by our life, O God. Mm. Not so much by our singing, Father, mm. but by our lives, O God, walking, Father, mm. as onward Christian soldiers. Yes, Lord. That's our desire this morning that you have ordained, Father, and through that, dear God, come down and open up the windows of heaven, Father. Yes, Lord. Lord touch your servant, Father, that has yes, prepared, dear God, and mm-hmm. set aside, O God, faster, dear God, Lord, yes, so yes. we could have mm. the words of life, Father. Yes, Lord. The children on the earth, oh, waves, dear God, Lord, listening to the yes. broadcast on the radio, Father, yes, Lord. could yes, also and be Father. ignited in their souls, yes. Father, yes, dear be, God, oh, God. take this message, Lord, to the ends of the earth, Father. Yes, Lord. The fields are vast, O oh God, the laborers are few, dear Lord. Mm. Help us this morning, Father, we need it, children, O oh God. Mm. we sensitive, Father God, to the mighty angel in our midst. Come down, Lord Jesus, and speak once more, dear God. Yes, Lord. As our soul responds once more, Father, mm-hmm. we commit it all to thee, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Once more, thank you, Pastor. God bless you, sir. Mm. And uh, oh, while the pastor was talking about attitude, you know, sometimes there is this... Uh, Favourite saying that they say attitude is like a flat tire. When you've got a car and you've got a flat tire, you won't drive far. So you, for you to go far, you have to change the tire. And then so if you've got an attitude that is not right, you will not go far. So the only way that you can go far is for you to change the attitude. So God bless you, Pastor. Now, um, I want to speak this morning, but before we we announce our title, maybe if we can um, just read a quotation from the message The Greatest Battle Ever Fought, preached in 1962, March the 11th, and paragraph 40. And the messenger of the hour says, and I quote, There's says, one brother there who had been having trouble with his wife that had, years ago, she had a head in a meeting where that I was having service. And I asked them to keep their head down and an evil spirit that wouldn't leave a woman on the platform. And the lady, just irreverent, raised her head anyhow. And the spirit left the woman on the platform and went to her. And this around, is around 14 years, and the lady has been in serious condition for ma- so much, even mentally. Till she, just, she, till she just does things that is not even right. For instance, left her own husband, went and married another man while she was living with her husband. Claimed she didn't know what she has done. And so they tried to examine her for this. What is it you call that when you you do these things? This is called amnesia. My ever what that name is, I gave, I guess that's right dog. Now This was something uh, physically that this woman, it happened that she even forgot that she was married. She even forgot that she had children. Now they, the doctors called that condition, an amnesia. So I want to remind you that we live in a world of duality. In other words, when there is something up, there has to be something down. A duality we are referring that if there is light, there has to be a darkness. And if something is cold, somewhere there has to be something that is hot. And that is duality that we are talking about. If there is a right hand, um, there has to be a left hand also. So there is a lot of examples that now you have to drive fast or walk fast or walk slow. Now as much as we talk about those things that there are few examples of thousands of opposite poles, for one pole to exist, there has to be an ad- other one also to exist. So now when we speak about uh, there has to be a spiritual body and a, and a physical body. Now if there was something like that that is called a physical or a mental amnesia, then there has to be something spiritually. And then that is why this morning I want to speak about that one called spiritual amnesia. Now if Physically, we can forget if we are in this condition that and then who we are and who are we related to. Then it means in spiritually also we can forget who we are. I mean, how do we relate to God? Spiritual amnesia. And for a subtitle, is that the problem of forgetting what God has done? So that is a spiritual amnesia, just forgetting what God has already done for you. Now, in most cases, it is easy for us to say people forget, like this woman, what she has done was terrible. She was in a horrible condition to forget that even she was married. But what about people that they forget that they've got a creator, they've got a heavenly father that brought them here, that he made sure that they are healed from their diseases. He protected. them. Brother Brenham says you are protected, not only you, your great, great grandfather while you were just a seed in, his, uh, in him, then he made sure that he protected your great-great-grandfather for you to be able to be here today. So something, somewhere we are in a condition that we cannot identify ourselves. So this morning, I want us to look at this thing a little bit and look at us. Because it seems to be costly, this spiritual forgetfulness, Mm. the spiritual amnesia. Mm. When we forget where we come from, we forgot what God has done for us. So the Bible says here, we must remember. So most of us, we are familiar with the mental condition a person might be involved maybe in a car accident. And sometimes you've got a, an injury into your head. And then for a period of a time, you don't even remember what happened. And then those people, they don't remember even where they come from. Where they used to live. Right. What happened to them. And they found themselves in that horrible condition. So, today, when we face this world of uncertainty, we are in this world that we are not sure of what will happen tomorrow. So, there is one thing for sure that we need to remember that's what God wants us to do to remember Him. See, the Bible is here, it says in Matthew 16, verse 7, that at this day they began to argue with each other because they, 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 they hadn't brought any bread. So the disciples, they started arguing. And Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, you have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other? about having no bread. Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with five loaves? The baskets of leftovers as you picked up. Don't you remember the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves? And the large baskets of leftovers you picked up. So we need to remember. The problem is that people don't remember what God has done for them. When we find ourselves in a corner in a particular circumstances, we forget quickly that God has done something for us. I mean, we all have testimonies. We saw God, what he has done. But the disease that we are having spiritually is that we quickly forgot what God has done for us. Forgetting what God has done in the past leaves the door wide open for fear and worry. And start people, they start fearing and they start worrying what will happen. Hallelujah. And you know that Brother Brenham says these worries are not healthy for us. We, We must never worry. In the message, The Resurrection of Jesus Christ, 1956, in April the 5th, paragraph 20, in the middle, and I want to quote here. It says, now, if you notice, it is when you are discouraged, that is when the devil can really pour it on you. When you are discouraged, that is when he gets you. When you are in a confusion, that is when he comes. If you come to church and say, well, I don't know. I don't know whether I'll ever get any better or not. I've been prayed for twice. Oh my, you might as well go home. That's all. But when you can cast that aside, God don't want you to be frowning. God wants you to be happy. So God doesn't want us to worry much. He wants us to be happy. And Brother Abraham continues, he says now, the human heart was made to be happy. Worry will cause cancer. Temper will cause cancer. Don't never be upset. Just walk in his love. Amen. Knowing that you are walking in him and nothing can harm you. There is nothing can harm you. There is neither powers, things present, things future. Nothing can separate us from him. We are in him. We need to remember that. So this spiritual condition that we find ourselves in, we need to remember that there is nothing that can harm us. Unless we allow it. You know, Brother Branham says the devil cannot, do, he cannot harm you. As much as God, when he uses a human being, he comes and he dwells in a human being, and then he can be able to do whatever he does to you as a person. And the devil copies a copy. He copies what God is doing. And he comes also, he uses a human being. The devil will not come and curse you, he will not come and, and, and swear at you. The devil will not come and do any other thing except he comes in a human form also. So, Brother Branham says now, when you look at the son and the daughter of God, sometimes you need to look beyond. That is the devil that is in him. You don't have to worry much. It will cause diseases in you. So when you hear that somebody says something not right about you, when they say something, people say bad things about you, Brother Brenham says, we've got that power. Right. We, we, we have to look beyond that and see the spirit, identify the spirit in a person. All Hallelujah. Right. It doesn't help. And in another message, this temper, Brother Brennan says, now you have to sit in your temper with prayer. Because it causes diseases. Nothing can harm you. You will walk like David. He says, though I will walk in the shadow of death, I will fear nothing. He, he, he was a human being like me and you. But David knew that God is with him. Amen. Nothing will be able to harm him. And Brother Brennan says now, God allows these things to happen. There is nothing that will happen to a believer accidentally. Before the foundation of the world, God knew you. And the Bible says by the mouth of Jeremiah that we, he knew you even before. While you were in the womb, he knew you. So there is nothing that accidentally will happen to a believer. There is nothing that can harm you. There is neither powers, things present, things future. Nothing can separate us from him, because we are in him. So we have to remember that we are in him. And we never come in by our own will. Neither by somebody's will. It's by God's will. He, by choice, elected us and brought us into him. So it is his business to take care of what he took himself. No man can pluck them from my father's hands because he is the greatest of all of them. Amen. Amen. So nothing will happen to us. Hallelujah. So remember remember specifically what God has done before to meet my needs such remembering will grow your little faith if you always remember what God has done for you you remember the good things that the Lord has done for you and daily your faith will start growing so that's what happened to David And remember the Bible says now, David, before he can defeat Goliath, and David remembered what God has done for him. And he remembered the lion. And he remembered God delivered him. And that is why he said, the same power that God made me to overcome the lion. And he remembered the power of God. The little things that God does for you on daily basis, for you to be able to come to church is by the grace of God. For you to be healthy this morning while people are dying, people are there outside, they are sick. And then for that, just to be healthy, you need to remember that God is still gracious for you. You know, sometimes these conditions happen for a reason. It's not because of doctors. It's not because of any other thing. Sometimes it's just by the grace of God that you are there. Right. And let me just touch a little bit on this one, Brother. Now, if you read the book of demonology, Brother Brennan makes this thing very clear that these people are here to support what God is doing. When you break your own arm. The doctor is not going to heal you. What he does, he gave you medication and support your hand. He says he takes God to heal you. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we believe in the Almighty God. Yet God uses a human being. He uses our pastor to preach for us. He uses Dr. Mutabi as a doctor. And any other person, even the people that are not believing, God uses them for his own glory. How? Where we work, those people are unbelievers. God uses them for us to be able to provide for our families. And we still praise his name. So sometimes you don't have to be a little bit narrow-minded when we think about certain things. (laughs) It reminds me of people that are so fanatic sometimes that they think even if I've got a a, 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 a woman leader at work, I have to resign. The Bible says I can't be led by a woman. You see, that's fanaticism. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've got a CEO of a woman, then you say, I can't take it. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. So, such remembering will grow your little faith into a strong faith that trusts God to meet your needs in the future as He has done in the past. Amen. You have to admit that when, I, when, you read, when you read the Bible and then you see that, and we can realize. That in most of the time, we we forget about what God has done for us. This spiritual amnesia, it does come to everyone. There is some time where we realize that we forget a little bit what God has done because we are in a corner. Then we forgot that we are suffering from this spiritual amnesia. And we start now realizing and we see and we feel the symptoms of fear. We start now fearing what will happen. But there is only cue. One cue we found it in the word in God's weight. You go back, you read the word, then you can be able to start now having your own faith and growing your faith. Hallelujah. Now, if you take care, God will take care of everything. And we just read the word and be prayerful. And you see that fear starts now diminishing. It starts now growing. And then your faith grows. Then fear starts now growing a little bit now. You see now, these two things now, they work. You, you see, when, when, when sometimes you see, when you've got fear, then you don't have faith and the fear starts growing, 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 and your, your, your faith now is it's also going, now gradually is going, slightly becoming smaller and smaller. Now when you grow your faith, then the fear gradually also is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. So if you feed the fear, and then you keep on now thinking about the fear and how things will tend to be in a bad way all the time, and the fear will, will come and grow. Hallelujah. So we must always try and then by reading the word so that we can be able to reduce our fear. In the message, the spiritual amnesia preached in 1964. I think most of my quotes will come from this book. On the 11th, paragraph 37. And then I quote here. Brother Brenham says, Now, this amnesia, we are told that it's a cause, cause you 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 to be to a place where you cannot identify yourself. Now, it is an unusual thing. It don't don't happen too often, but the causes is from shock. It is somebody that don't don't even know who they are. You don't even, you, you, you find it from wars. Sometimes soldiers get it. Sometimes people get it. Another thing causes it, causes it is worry. Worry will cause it. Worry has no virtue to it at all. Yeah, just just keep worry and accept faith. <laughs> Paragraph 41. And another thing that causes it among the people is getting between two opinions. Now, this thing that people now, they are in between, and it even makes people to go a little bit insane. Brother Branham says you cannot be caught in between. He says you have to either believe or don't believe at all. Now he says now, this amnesia is caused by people getting in between two opinions. That will cause amnesia. And it gets to a place where you actually, what you have done, you have lost your reasons. You have lost your mind. You can't make it. You don't, you don't know who you are. You can't identify yourself. You can walk around eat, and everything, but you still can't identify yourself. So you are still alive. You can still walk. You can still talk. You can still do any other thing that any other person does, but you cannot identify yourself. Now, spiritually speaking, you can still go to church, you can still read the Bible and do any other thing, but you cannot, in Christ, identify yourself as the son and the daughter of the Almighty God. So that is important that we need to realize and recognize who we are. And come out of this spiritual amnesia and identify ourselves as the sons and the daughters of the almighty God. Regardless of the circumstances. That's you have got your scholarly education, same education you had, but you don't know where it came from. You don't know who you are, where you belong. That is amnesia, so we are called still belonging to church, but we cannot identify ourselves in Christ. Paragraph 44. Now there is a place. When you get this amnesia, you might get like Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. It was. The Bible says he started by exalting himself. So in other words, he had pride. Pride. And Brother Brenham says, God hates pride. Now this man, he forget one thing. That God made him a king. And he thought too much of himself. And he exalted himself. And the Bible says, now he started building certain things in his own power and in his own, he called it, then whatever that building that he was doing, he was now exalting himself. He only saw himself, and he called it his own kingdom. And then the condition that he was in, it was an amnesia. It was simple that Nebuchadnezzar forgot where he came from. You know, God wants to remind us all the time when you read the book of Psalms or you read about David, God always reminds David that we must remember where I took you from. He was nothing but a shepherd boy and God made him a king over Israel. And God liked that. He always reminded him, David, remember where I took you from. And then this morning, God wants to remind us, we must remember where he took us from. Today, we can put some ties, we can put some suits, but there is no difference between us and the people on the street. It's by the grace of God that we are here. So when you see some young boy now on the street taking some drugs or whatever the case might be, and you see yourself as a son and a daughter of God, the only difference is the grace of the almighty God. There is nothing better that you have done is only by the grace and the grace alone. People with education, people with good background. Born in better families than us. They found themselves being compromised. They found themselves maybe being in drugs and whatever the case might be. So why me and you, we are still sane and we are still who we are. And then we are still seeing ourselves as sons and daughters of God. It's nothing by the grace of God. Now Nebuchadnezzar. So God blessed him. He made him a king over a a, a nation. But he forgot. Now he got in this condition. And he forgot. Then he got in this condition of amnesia. And he thought of himself so much. That he exalted himself. There was no more God. It was about him. And that displeased God. That's why Brother Brenham says, God doesn't want to share his glory with men. God and God alone wants to be worshipped. God and God alone wants to be glorified. God and God alone wants to be praised. God and God alone wants to be be worshipped. He doesn't want you to worship any other thing but himself. Amen king Nebuchadnezzar, he exalted himself. The same spirit that this, this fellow called Lucifer had at the beginning. You see, this man, when he exalted himself, it was the same spirit that Lucifer had in the beginning there. The Bible says he saw himself and he saw as something. He was much more better than the other angels and he exalted himself. And Brother Bram says, now he even tried to make his kingdom to be a much more better kingdom than God's kingdom. That's what Lucifer thought of himself. He wanted to be worshipped. He had, he had the desire now to have something better when compared to God. He wanted to establish a better kingdom. And there is only two kingdoms anyhow. And the messenger of the hour says there is only two powers and two kingdoms. The others, it just fall there somewhere. Hallelujah. Only two. The message, the greatest battle ever fought, 1962, March the 11th, I read paragraph 52. Brother Brenham says, now, do you know we have had wars after wars and rumors of wars? And if the earth stands, we'll have plenty more wars but you realize that there is is really only two powers in all the universe. Of all our differences between nations and differences between each other and everything, it all amounts to two powers. There is only two powers and there is only two kingdoms. Two powers and only two kingdoms. The whole universe, different nations, different opinions. But there is only two powers and two kingdoms. And all the rest, the little minor things are connected with either one of those powers. And those powers is God's power and Satan's power. Nothing else. We are all connected one way or the other. We are influenced by these two kingdoms. We can't be neutral or somewhere or somehow. We have to be influenced. Any other person, what he does is influenced by either one of these powers. Whatever that we are doing, whatever that we are saying, whatever that wherever we are, we are influenced by these two powers. We need to realize, we need to be able to come out of this condition of amnesia all the time and see who are we and who is influencing us quickly to come out of this spiritual amnesia and realize that we are sons and the daughters of the almighty God. Every war, every disorder, everything that comes along, it is either controlled by God's power or Satan's power. Because that is the only two powers there is. That is the power of life and the power of death. That is the only two powers. We have to realize that. Now, this man exalted himself. Now, when he exalted himself, he was also controlled. Now, there was an influence that is coming from the devil himself that made this king to exalt himself. And it displeased the almighty God. And he started, he made him to think he was an animal. Now, God allowed the spirit of amnesia to get hold of this man. He says, then God let him think he was an animal. He lived out there in the wilderness and eat grass like an ox. And his hair grow down his body like eagle feathers. And he had become the heart of a beast, a beast in him. That was, that was amnesia because he had forgotten that he was a king. Because he had forgotten that he was a king. That's right. And God allowed him to be, think like an animal. Right. He had forgotten that he was a human being. And he thought he was an animal. So he acted like an animal because he forgot he was a human being. Brother Brennan comes and says, Now human beings sometimes... They are worse without the Holy Spirit than an animal. They are very cruel. A human being is more cruel like an animal. Things that you hear, things that you see, things that you read about, they are more cruel than what the animals are doing. And they are done by a human being. A human being can do things that the animals are not doing. Yes, sir. Because now they are in a condition called amnesia. They can't remember. They can't identify themselves. They don't know who they are. In paragraph 45, the prophet says, that is so easy today. And we forget sometimes what a Christian church is. We act like the world. Exactly. We even quote constitutions of the world. There's nothing wrong with the constitution. But if the constitution goes against the weight, there is absolutely something wrong. Exactly. The constitution protects the children, praise be to God. Constitution protects women, praise be to God. But if the constitution goes against the word of God, then it's something else. Now we, we have to act and realize that we are the sons of God. That shows that we got spiritual amnesia. Because that you don't act like the Christian. You act like the world. You receive the heart of the world. And it causes this condition. Of forgetting what we are. Hallelujah. And the messenger of the hour says now. In 46. We find that Israel had exposed or got exposed to the world and had fell into this rut. And this prophet was sent to dig them out of it, and if he could, and to tell them. God, by his grace, chose Israel from all the rest of the families of the earth. Grace had did that. So God chose them. They didn't choose themselves but they tend to forget quicker that God chose them. Now God chose us also and quickly we forgot who we are. Now we are also reminded this morning that we must get out of this condition, the spiritual amnesia. Now I remember now the children of God while they were in Egypt, they were there, they were, Brother Brenham says, or the Bible says now they were dead, they were ill-treated until they start. Now some of them, they now started to remember. That's what God, like they started to remember that actually we are the nation of God. What is happening to us is not supposed to be this way. That's right. Then they remembered. Then they started praying when they remembered that they are sons and the daughters of God. However, when God came there, and they saw all these miracles, God took them out. The Bible says they were dead, they were in caution, and everything that was happening to the Egyptians, it never happened to them. Hallelujah. All these plagues that fell for the Egyptians, they never came close to Goshen where the children of God they were. So God made sure that he's protecting his own children. Death never entered Goshen. And God is protecting us even today. We are in a spiritual Goshen. So we mustn't act like Nebuchadnezzar and think we can, we are able because we've got some better medication or better maybe um, whatever that we are having. But it's God and it's God's grace that we are still here. It's not medical aid. There's nothing like that. It's by God's grace that we are here today. So caution, we are in a spiritual caution this morning and God is protecting me and you here. Hallelujah. So he chose them. And he says now, the Bible says now, and they saw all these things. And the Bible says that is why when they came out of Egypt, and they were there praising God, all of them. Quickly when they came to the Red Sea, now the problem started there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now they forgot, now they found themselves in this condition. Now, this condition, some of us, it doesn't mean that we all get into this condition. So we need to remember always that God wants us to remember who we are in the weight. Hallelujah, and quickly, and even after they saw the Red Sea being opened for them, and they went, they praised God, and then quickly when Moses went to, find, to get the Ten Commandments, and they came there, they, what did they do? They forgot. The children of God. The chosen ones. These people that were forgetting, they found themselves in this amnesia is not the unbelievers. They are the people that they were chosen. the people of God they did the same thing. Amen. Then they forgot who they were. They started now doing certain things now, building some uh, little golden calf and worshiping them. Anything that problems says, anything that you then you worship that particular thing that you think it's something that is better than you worship it. Amen. Now they build this thing they worship those things. Hallelujah. So they forgot that they've got the almighty God that has done everything. You know quickly I want to speak about this man called Samson. You know I like this character Samson. But before we go there, let me just finish this quotation, then we will go there. He says, "Grace, Grace had did that. He had given them the choice lands. He gave them houses that they never had to build. So that is God. He chose Israel. He gave them houses that they never had to build. God did that. Chose them. He gave them farms that they never had to buy. Bought. He gave them, He gave them food that they never planted. He gave them wells that they never dug. He gave them victories that they never won. He gave them grace that they never merited. God did that by His grace for His people, Israel, His chosen, His beloved. So he gave them grace, he gave them victories, he gave them life, he gave them any other thing. So think of it this morning, God gave us life. He gave us health. He gave us anything that we have—the food that we eat, the clothes that we wear, anything that we have. God gave us all those things that we have—the cars that we drive, the children that we have, the marriage that we have. It's grace and grace alone. God and God alone gave us those things. And he said in the Bible, found her in the field as a little girl sitting in her own blood. He washed her and cleaned her up and what he had done. But after God showed all these messages to her and she got rich, she got amnesia, amnesia. And she forgot all about where the things come from. Yeah. They all come from God. Paragraph 50, so has God's people in these last days has forgotten what the testimony of being a Christian means. It's again this amnesia. It has become become upon the people. They can't identify themselves. That is the problem. We cannot identify ourselves. And when we see and we read about these things, and I read a little story throughout the week, and it reminds me of this thing. I'm told of a particular couple that they were living together, and the story goes that this man was a security officer, and he had a wife, and he was working day and night as a security officer. He put money in, he took his wife to school. This woman took the money of a security officer, go to school. He never said anything, appreciated his own husband. And the story goes and he says now, she went to school, She studied, she qualified, she came back, she worked. After she got a better job, a better salary, she got into a condition called amnesia. She forgot where she comes from. She saw some better people. Then one day, she started doing whatever she does. She came back home late. And the husband asked her, why are you coming late? I was with friends. Until this woman decided that you cannot tell me where I was there are better people outside that I have to share ideas with. Wow. There are people of my, 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 my status outside there that I have to talk to them. Yeah. Not a person like you. It's an amnesia. Yes.
0: Yes.
2: She thought, she's thinking, she's better now. She's exalting herself. And I'm told that in that story he said, "Now ultimately he said, "No, I'm going to divorce." And I found somebody that is much more better, some people that are, they match my own status. Hallelujah. Amen. That's when people, they get sp- the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar. They forgot where they come from. And that's what people are doing to God. When God blesses them with anything, all the spiritual and all the material and everything physically with health and everything, they quickly forgot that, that it's him and him by his own grace. Amen. Amen. We quickly forget. You can think of this man and say, ah, this woman is is horrible. What about us? And she did, indeed. And tell this man that you are not my type. Mm. You are not my type. I feel even ashamed when I'm with you. It's this woman. The man that was waking day and night waking for this woman. This man sacrificed every single cent that he had for his own wife to go to school. Now she's even ashamed to associate herself in front of her own friends with his own hus with her own husband. He wants some better people. <clears throat> exactly, Pastor. That's how we treat our own Christ. He took us somewhere. Each and every one of us here, there is no one that is better. All of us, God took us somewhere. We were nothing. He washed us with His own blood. And that is why we call ourselves brothers this morning. We can see ourselves as better sisters this morning. We are better than other people because by the grace of God. Yet. When we are with our own colleagues, a better class, people that mock God, people can say anything, you become ashamed
3: that
2: you are a Christian. The message Hebrews. I want to read something here for you. The book of Hebrews, chapter 2, preached in 1957. 0825. Paragraph. Right one, yeah. Paragraph 30. Now, the preaching of the word we enjoy. We enjoy it, but that is not the main thing. That's not. We should not worship the Lord just after we get through preaching the word, as we usually do. Just worship him. That's wonderful. But we should worship him every hour of our life. When? When? When we are at work, we should worship him. Every time the opportunity presents itself, worship the Lord by testifying of him. If you see some of you ladies, see a woman in the wrong, worship the Lord by taking her and saying, Sister, there is a better life than this. This sister, we are not referring to sisters in church or in the message. He's referring to the wealthy people outside there. When you see the people doing what they are doing, go there and say, sister, there is a better life than what you are doing. Sometimes we are quickly to condemn other people. We are so judgmental that we see other people as nothing that they have to be condemned. When you see somebody somewhere doing something wrong, go and say, sister, there is a better life than what you are doing here. When a brother is doing something that is wrong, it's not for you to go and talk about him have a better sermon about him or a better fellowship about him is for you to go and say, brother, there is a better life than what you are doing. Paragraph 31. You men at work, when you hear a man using the name of the Lord in vain, get a chance to one side and slip over and take him by the hand and say, you, there is a better life than this. You shouldn't use those words and tell him in a meek, gentle way and those things is a worship. So we don't worship God by raising our hands only in church, by telling this person that you don't have to use those words, swearing words every time you talk. You know, there are such people and sometimes when brothers They get quicker and then we get a little bit promoted now and then we get those spirits. We talk as we wish because we are there. It's a spirit. You found yourself also using some words that are unappropriated work. Because it's a culture. State of taking the brother and say, you are not supposed to say these things. By doing that, you are worshiping the Lord. And when we see someone sick, and the doctor says there is no more can be done, we ought to worship the Lord by telling them there is a God of heaven that answers prayer. There is a God in heaven that can heal the sick. There is a God that is there that can still Provide salvation. So that's what we need to do. Take them by the hand. And we are worshipping him. Hallelujah. Now these things, they happen. Then we get sometimes carried away as the church. And we forgot where we come from. Quickly. Quickly. We get into this condition, the spiritual amnesia. We sing like the world. You walk like the world. We talk like the world. This is the condition that we find ourselves in. Now God says here, Israel, whatever that they are having, it's things that they don't deserve. The victories that they, they don't deserve, actually. Amen. It's not them, but it was God that was there in the battle. Yeah. Quickly they forgot. Now, Brother Brenham in the message say, it's a message that Brother Brenham speaks about. He says, now, sometimes we, we forgot quickly. The same thing that we are born again to destroy or to deal with, now we become an enemy to that one. Now let me quickly deal with this good character of Samson. As we have read the scripture in Judges 16, the message, just one small time, Lord, preached in 1963, January the 20th, Paragraph 20, I want to start quoting here. We'll be closing quickly. Brother Brenham says, They must have raised up, moved up a closer, stressed as they were. They are next to get a look at this man called Samson. Let's get the background here a little bit. (laughs) We all know and we have read different messages in the Bible about Samson. And Brother Brenham says Samson was born for a particular purpose. One purpose was to destroy the enemy. The Philistines. They were the enemy to the children of God. And Samson was born for that purpose. To destroy the Philistines. Now, He was a special young man. He was a special breed. He was a special person. He was unlike any other person. He was a chosen man of God, like the church of the living God. We are a special breed. We are not like the world. And we are here. We are born. We are here for a purpose to show the world that we can do things without what they are doing. Hallelujah. Now, this spiritual blindness, it becomes a problem. Now this man, young man, now quickly he forgot. Because at home, they were giving him some teachings. That you, young man, you are a Nazarite. You, you. There mustn't be a razor that comes to your head. There mustn't be, you mustn't eat this, you must do that and that and that. And he knew very well. He had a good teaching. A good teaching, he cannot blame his parents. They told him and say, said, when you are grown and you think you are a young man, you must know that you must marry amongst your own people. You mustn't go out there and get an unbeliever and bring him here this young man, he thought like any other young man, amnesia caught him. Now he forgot why he was born. The purpose that he was brought on this earth. And then he started now flirting with the Philistine women. And he, we know that ultimately he caught the woman by the name of Delilah. Now, the only thing that Brother Bram says sometimes, when you ignore some advices, and you get into this, and then people will come, pastor will come, and will say, brother, come out of this condition. And you keep on saying, no, I'm okay here. Then there will be trouble that will follow. And something will happen. And we all reap what we are sowing. We don't reap what the brother next door is sowing. We reap what we are sowing. Right. Right. If you sow a good seed, you're going to, definitely you're going to reap now, this young man, and now he ignored the advices, then he went out, and then he got this lady called Delilah, and then ultimately, that is why when the enemy caught him, he didn't play with him. Now, where we read, he says, now the enemy, when you see Samson, he was a, he was a mighty man. He was destroying the Philistines. When they say now, Samson, the Philistines are upon thee. He was there. He was destroying thousands of them. But the Bible says now because of this woman, he compromised himself. He compromised himself. You know, sometimes now, when you see people, people compromise you. Compromise you, you forgot who you are, and you start acting like them, you want to please them, and you want to fit into the people, and that is where the problem is. And it's not only young people, even old people we want to fit. Amen? It's not only young people. Sometimes we, we tell young people, yes, but even older people, they want to fit. Hmm. We want to fit into the society. Mm-hmm. Brother Graham says we want to be like Mr. Jones next door. Mm-hmm. You have seen them. He's a better Cadillac. It's not wrong to have a Cadillac. We just say, it's just we mustn't, we mustn't act like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, this young man, now he ignored the advices. And after destroy, and after he forgot, even he found himself, it is amnesia. And then, Brother Brennan says, now this young man, now, when he now destroys his secret, the enemy caught him. Physically, they plucked out his eyes. Alive. Just imagine, when you are still alive here, now, always say, God be gracious to me, I would rather not hear rather than not to see. Now, think of it. If it's horrible not to see, now it's also horrible spiritually not to see. If I don't hear, it's much, it's much more better, but I can still see you, Brad It's much more better. Imagine, just imagine, it's horrible not to see. So now, this, this, now, imagine it now in a spiritual way also. If you don't see, you don't realize now, it's, it's horrible. Now they went there, now he's still alive. They plucked his eyes out. Now he was there with his sockets. now he was there. Now they were making fun of him after they cut his head. Now they were there and say, now I, you can now dance for us. Mr. Samson, the mighty warrior. That's what the enemy is doing. See, the enemy, when he's there, now he's going to call everybody and come and see him. That's what the enemy was doing with the son of God. Now the son of God was there. Now he's there. They took his head. They cut his head. Then they were there. Delilah was no more there. Then they call all the Philistines to come and embarrass him now. <laughs> the enemy. I imagine about the prodigal son. When he was now in this amnesia, he thought of himself, and the Bible says when he took whatever that belongs to him, he went into the world. Now he acted like the world. He was there, and the enemy caught him. It embarrassed him. The enemy made sure that he's going to eat from the street. The people will see that he was the son of so-and-so, that he was the son of somebody that is a well-known person, and he must be there on the street and eat on the street, and everybody passing will see him. That is what the enemy does with the people. He's not going to catch you and put you in a corner somewhere. He's not going to do that. He's going to put you there and... Let him out into the floor. All day long, the halls echoed from wall to wall with the revelry of drunken women and men. What a sight it must have been! What a harsh masters have come over the building when this man, led by a little boy, an arch enemy, enemy to them. Come walking out in the floor with no eyes. Had to be led by a little lad. A man that had been such a gallant man. A man that had been the warrior that Samson was. Then had to be led by a little boy. Out in the floor. And a man that was a servant of God. Brought into this condition. Into this place of drunken revelry. Drunken people. The last message, oh Lord, just once more. 63, preached in 1963, June the 28th, and I close in quoting. Then Samson cried out, Lord, they poked my eyes out. I know that you are God. I know that you have power to do it. I know you can set me free from these fetters. Just once more. Lord, just once more. Paragraph 226. Just once more, Lord. Just once more. Let there be a camp meeting on the side of a hill like there was on the hill at the upper room. Let there come a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind where all the house visible evidence of the resurrected Christ. Just once more, Lord, just once more, he cried as he cried out, In sincerity, standing there and his blinded eyes, I know the price, Lord, but just once more. He said, I paid the price. I felt the price. I felt the pain, but just once more. That's what the church we should be saying. Let God be merciful unto us be gracious unto us to come out of this condition, the spiritual amnesia, the problem of forgetting what God has done for us, the blessings that God has blessed us with. May God richly bless you all while we stand. And sing a worshipping song while we call upon our dear precious pastor to close the service for us.
0: love by that man. follow him all the way. Amen. How many have been blessed this afternoon? Amen. Amen. Is it true that sometimes we become victims of amnesia? Yes. You, you forget where you come from. Amen. You forget what the Lord has carried you through. And you forget your identity as a believer. You were raised to destroy Philistines, but you end up wanting to fit in with Philistines. That is the tragedy of amnesia. Brother Bremen says sometimes for one to be delivered from amnesia, you've got to be shocked. It has to be a shock in your system, then it makes the amnesia to leave you. So we appreciate the Lord for what he has done this morning. Sometimes as the message community and as message believers, we forget who we are and what we have been called to. And as time goes by, we recede back into those depths that we were once delivered from. Do you agree? It's quite amazing. I never spoke to him. I was just thinking about old good songs from Sons of Worship, to, to, I said, this is our heritage. And I realized that even musically, we are developing amnesia. I mean, there is a, just a, a nonsensical song. What for? Huh? Just a meaningless song. What Those those are being even enjoyed by drunkards. Uh, You you get what I mean? Empty, empty songs. No marrow, no spiritual marrow. But you find that we are enjoying that we have left it to... I'm glad I can say I'm one of them. One of them. I, I will bless be the tie that binds us. Close to thee, close to thee. Standing on the promises of God. Yeah? Hallelujah. Those good old songs that make us tears to stream down our cheeks. Uh, these others, they are good even for nightclubs. Uh, are you with me? So even musically, let's remember who we are. Uh, are you still with me? Can I get an amen on that one? We, we were singing before Jewish celebration. Uh, can I get an amen on that one? We're singing before this other one. Sometimes leaving this singing. No, 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 brethren. No, 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 no. Let's bring sincerity back into the church of God. Hallelujah. Your prophet said, the angel of the Lord loves only believe." This is our, our spiritual heritage. And here is a brother. I never spoke to him. He just comes right on the door and reminding us who we used to be and what we need to return back to. And I say, we will return back to that as the church of the living God. Can I get an amen of that? Malaga, you you get what I mean? You remember. Good old songs that your old, dear departed father used to love them. Are you with me? Songs that has got spiritual marrow that identified us as message believers. Are you with me? Let's bring another one. You know, the song that you just sang, Kune, where he leads me. These are the songs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are the songs that bring the presence of God down. You know, Brampanyana, when I realized that, hey, there's a problem with music. You find that during a song service, everybody, hey, 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 hey when the word comes. Why is there disconnect between the songs and the delivery of the word? That means the delivery of the songs, the spirit is not the same. There's a spirit that delivers the songs, there's a spirit that delivers the word. There's a disconnect. Because if it's the same spirit, when you say, yes, yes, when the word comes, then you say, glory be to God! Preach it, brother! But when you are entertained... And when the Word comes, you are sleeping. There is a disconnect. Amen. And what creates that is amnesia. Amen. Do we get it, folks? Amen. Do you understand the gravity of what we are? A demon can enjoy a song, but a demon can not enjoy the deliverer of the Word. So we need to say, let the same anointing behind the way be behind our songs. Amen. Amen. Are we together? I hope I'm I'm provoking musicians for sincerity, to to audit, to go for a spiritual audit, and say, Marai, this song, it has Jesus, but there is no Jesus. It speaks of Jesus, but is devout of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen to this song, Blessed Be the Tide. Sing it for us. Listen to the message song, Blessed Be the Tide. Nonsense. Bless Blessed be the tie.
1: Blessed be the
0: time. The Hallelujah. Ages. L- listen to good old songs. Rock of Ages left for me.
1: Rock of Ages left for me. Let, Let me have.
0: talk eh mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, are they boring no <laughs> <laughs> if they are boring you've got amnesia
1: <laughs> bring it today <laughs> them oh
0: the language. But you, you hear that, ah, this one. The anointing is right. Can I get an amen? You don't even need an interpreter. The anointing strikes you. When the role is called up beyond, I, I will be. You know, we need to sing songs that even after when the resurrection takes place and peradventure the, resu- the departed sins come to jail, They must not come and wonder and say, hey, what is this group all about? <laughs> Bring it here.
1: When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, when the morning breaks it, bright and fair.
0: Songs. Hmm? If you need to, from Only Believe, we give you. It belongs, we give it to you. Mina toko, we give it to you. We are balanced. Hallelujah. We, do you we have that one so that we, we thank God for the message, Brother Just give him a round of applause. It's, it's good to come back to church and go, you know, during lockdown, it's easy to gain weight during lockdown, because uh, you eat everything. And I've realized it's easy to gain spiritual weight during lockdown, so when we are back you can see, hey, uh, the sheep have been far away from church. <laughs> yeah, there's some wool that must be cut off and make them to be in shape. Amen. Uh, are we together? Amen. So we thank God for able ministers that can come and preach the word without any restriction. In this church, a minister must preach according to his conviction, not to impress a pastor. Your conviction. What God tells you in the study room, you say, no whether the pastor is there, I'm going to deliver this message. Whether I'm loved or appreciated, I'm going to deliver this message. I mean, the illustration that you gave is beautiful. A security guard works day and night, puts money aside. I want to develop this woman. I love this woman. Later she says, no, I think I'm better than you. You are not my class. You are not my type. I'm actually even leaving you. And the natural types, the spiritual. We're in the mud of sin, rejected and loved, with no church background. But God called us and lifted us and sent the pillar of fire. And after He sent the pillar of fire, we are beginning to look at other nations, other denominations. And we say, We want to be like them. This morning I say, We don't want to be like them. (laughs) They, they must want to be like us, not us like them. We are gravitating on a much higher level. But the problem when an eagle has an amnesia, it gravitates to the level of chickens. But the brother was here to remind you, once an eagle, always an eagle. Once a believer, always a believer. So remember who you are and embrace your authenticity. That was the, what the message was all about this morning. And do you, for me to keep you longer, I wanted just to remove the musical amnesia. Young people, our songs are not boring. Yeah. Still, so are they boring? The songs that you guys carried you through tough times. This one is, this other one is bubblegum gum music. You sing it this time, by next day we even forgot. We look for, but they, they, they are the ones that have been there sung, and when they are sung, they can even take you down when you were still young. Are, are you with me? Is it so, Malak? Your father loved these songs. We want you to carry them forward. Amen. Mina yeah. tokoare, muga Whats Give me na toko
1: Les routes Le CP
0: Let's say, pass me, O oh gentle Savior, as we rep brother, Philip Andre, will come and just close with a word of prayer.
1: Pass me, pass O oh gentle Savior. <laughs> <se laughs>
4: And an eternal Father, we thank you, Lord, once again that we could come and approach you on this day, Lord. This day, Lord, a reminder, Lord, of the resurrection, Lord. Lord, where we can just remember Thee, O oh Lord, and just remember, Lord, what You've done for us, O oh Lord. Not only what You've done for us, but what You are doing for us right now, Lord. And we're grateful, Lord, that we can come to You, Lord, knowing, Lord, that You put us here for a purpose, O oh Lord God. We're not here just by accident, Lord, but every person in this world, Lord, has been put here, Lord. And oh, Lord, you've given us this message, Lord, that came our way, Lord, not by accident, Lord, but you foreknew it before the foundation of the world, oh Lord God. And we're grateful, Lord, that we may just stand firm, O Lord God, in this time, O Lord. Even now the world is carrying on the way it is, Lord, and going into terrible times, O Lord. Lord, that we may just reach out to you, Lord, and Remember not to let the amnesia get hold of us, O Lord. Lord, that we may just remember, Lord, that You are my God and You are my Savior. You're the one that was there before the foundation of the world, Lord. That I was in Your thoughts, Lord, before the foundation of the world, O Lord God. And just these wonderful songs that we are singing, O Lord, may we just grasp them, Lord, and let them grab grab in our hearts, Lord, that we may sing them through the day, O Lord God. Mm -hmm. We pray, Lord, for those that could not make it, uh, Lord, that you may be with them, Lord, that the blessing may fall upon them too, Lord. We're grateful for the healing power that has come through our assembly, Lord God, that we can look and say, truly, Lord, you have healed us, O uh, Lord, and you hear our prayers, O uh, Lord God. We pray for our children, our uh, Lord God, yes. that the spiritual amnesia, uh, Lord, will not grab hold of them, Lord Jesus. Knowing our uh, Lord that it is such a fact, Lord, us human beings, our oh Lord, we become, Lord, become used to the thing over and over and again, Lord, and Satan just takes a hold of us, Lord, and Lord, may we just break out of that spirit, O oh Lord, and may we remember thee, O oh Lord, God. We thank you, Lord, for the word that went forth today, Lord, for the opening up, Lord, from this lockdown that we've had, Lord. Lord, may we just realize that the Holy Spirit is working through us, oh Lord. Go with each and every one of us, Lord, and be with the pastor and his family and the assembly, Lord God. And the next service that we will have, Lord, may the inspiration fall again, Lord, upon us, Lord. May you go with us now. We ask it in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you, Richly. Have a blessed week. May God undertake for you. And the angel go before you to clear the way for you for the coming week. Amen. Let's sing. Uh, when I remember what the Lord has
1: done,
0: I will never, ever go back. No, no, no. God bless you. And after you are dismissed.
1: When I remember what the Lord has done, I, I will never. I will never go back amen anymore